Welcome to this episode of Avoiding Divorce. This podcast is to help those whose spouse has given them the ultimatum or made the decision to leave them. I have to tell my own story as part of this first episode of this podcast, and that is that I found my situation or myself in this situation just a couple of years ago after a very rocky period of our marriage my wife decided that she wanted a divorce I'll have more about my story throughout the different episodes of this podcast but I do want to start out by saying that I've been where you've been. One of the things that I did is I went on a journey to find as much information as I could about this condition, about having a spouse who no longer wanted to be married to me. And what I found was there are resources, there are books, there are writings online, there are blogs, But one of the things that I found difficult was finding podcasts that dealt directly with the subject of trying to avoid a divorce once your spouse has told you that that's what they want. And because I couldn't find podcasts about that, I found podcasts about marriage counseling, about marriage therapy, about marriage specialists that could tell you that they could save your marriage. But the problem with all of those was that they assumed that both spouses were committed to making the marriage work. So the idea behind this podcast, from my standpoint, is simply to help those who find themselves in this situation and have nowhere to turn. Maybe you're looking through the podcast, uh, you know, the different podcasts that you can listen to, and you're coming across podcasts that talk about marriage, and you start listening to those podcasts, and you realize that those podcasts are specific to marriages where both spouses are willing to work on the marriage that they're both committed to making the marriage work. This podcast is different. This podcast is for the left-behind spouse. The spouse who, maybe through some fault of their own or no fault of their own, finds themselves in a situation where their spouse is ready to walk away from the marriage. Finds themselves in the situation where their spouse has come to them and given them the classic I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Or the classic, I'm not in love with you anymore. Or maybe they just come straight out and said that they want a divorce. Maybe you're a left behind spouse that is still in the same house as your spouse that is leaving, that is expressing this desire to divorce. And throughout the different episodes of this podcast, we will talk about all those different situations. Whether you're 
in-home separation or whether you're physically separated, whether your spouse has said they want a divorce as they're walking out the door or whether your spouse is staying in the marital home but has expressed their desire to divorce. Two years ago, when I confronted my wife about some messages that I had found on Facebook Messenger between her and another man, her first response was, I want a divorce. I don't want to be married to you anymore. I'm no longer in love with you. And I immediately made the mistake that so many left behind spouses made in that I begged and I pleaded. The first thing that I did was I asked her why. And she said, because you're mean. And she was right. I had been mean leading up to that point in our marriage. However, I wasn't the one that was walking out the door. I wasn't the one that was saying that I wanted a divorce. And so I went on a journey to try to save my marriage. Now, I'm not telling that you that if you listen to this podcast and you listen to the episodes of this podcast that I'm going to try to publish on a weekly basis, that you will be successful in saving your marriage. I'll be honest with you. The odds are against you. First of all, if you did everything right from the moment that your spouse tells you that they want a divorce, if you did everything right from that moment, you would still have about a 50-50 chance of being able to save your marriage. The problem is, is that most left-behind spouses don't do the right things. They do the wrong things. They do the things that push their spouse out the door faster. And because of that, the success rate after a obstinate spouse has said that they want a divorce is very, very low. That's the reality of your situation. Hopefully through the episodes of this broadcast or of this podcast, you'll get the information that you need to try to save your marriage, to give you the best chance to save your marriage. And the first lesson in that is that begging, pleading, reasoning, threatening, explaining, none of that will work to save your marriage. When your spouse tells you, I'm in love with you, but I, or I, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, or when they tell you that they're no longer in love with you, or when they tell you that they want a divorce, they expect you to beg. They expect you to plead. They expect you to ask for another chance, to explain away the behaviors or, this, or the situation, circumstances in your marriage that have led you to this point. 
what this podcast is going to help, I hope, is to show you that the best thing you can do is to back off, give them the time and space that they have asked for, and essentially let them figure out for themselves what's best. It's a very difficult thing for a left-behind spouse to do. Every intuition, every thing that seems natural is telling us you have to fight for this marriage. You have to find out what it is they're unhappy about and fix it. Everything that's natural and everything that's intuitive tells you to pursue and to woo and to try to attract them back. None of those behaviors work. And the reason none of those behaviors work is because you have history with this person. Think about it. If you go back to when you first met your spouse, neither of you knew anything about the other. And so it made sense to pursue that person. It made sense to contact that person, to text them, to call them, to email them, to send par uh, carrier pigeon, whatever mode of communication, it made sense because you were getting to know them and they knew nothing about you. And if you sent them flowers or a card, it was seen as sweet and it was seen as caring and it was seen as you trying to win their affection. I remember when my wife and I first started dating and when she first fell for me after a weekend spent together I got flowers delivered to my office the next Monday morning. But guess what? After she told me that she didn't, no longer wanted to be married to me, no matter what I said or no matter what I did, I wasn't going to get flowers delivered to my office the next morning. Why? because we are in a different place. After nearly 20 years of marriage, after all the history and after all the water under the bridge, after two decades of maturation as individuals, we were in a different place. And that place was that she wanted out. She wanted a divorce. She wanted to no longer be my wife. And so doing the things that I did 22 years prior to that, when we were first getting together and dating, wasn't going to work. And in fact, doing those things was going to push her right out of the door. You see, marriage 
is like an automobile. Automobiles require routine maintenance. You have to change the oil. You have to change the filters. You have to check the tire pressure. You need to occasionally flush the transmission. And for the most part, when you do all of those things, when you do the routine maintenance on that automobile, then that automobile will stay functioning, it'll stay uh, working, it'll just hum right along. But let's say that you neglect that maintenance. Maybe you don't change the oil when you should. You let the filters get clogged up. You never flush the transmission. And then you end up with a major breakdown. Think about that for a minute. Your engine's blown, your transmission is shot. Does changing the oil and changing the filters and flushing the transmission, does that do anything in that situation? No. So even though every instinct that you have Everything that feels natural to you suggests that you should start doing that routine maintenance. It's too late. The engine's already blown. The transmission is already shot. It's going to require a major overhaul to get your marriage back on the road. And that's an analogy I think that you should keep in mind for these next few days. When you see your spouse and you have the desire to go, give them a hug, give them a kiss, buy them a card, buy them flowers, take them to dinner. That, those are oil changes. Those are transmission flushes. And you've got a major malfunction and that routine maintenance will no longer work. So maybe you're listening to this first episode of Avoiding Divorce and you're thinking to yourself, okay, so I can't beg, I can't plead, I can't explain, I'm not supposed to woo, I'm not supposed to try to uh, reattract, I'm not supposed to do the things that would have maintained the marriage all along. What am I supposed to do? Well, that's a really good question. And I've already given you the first thing that you should do. When I talked earlier about giving your spouse time and space. You see, when your spouse comes to you and says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Or maybe they just cut the I love you out and say, flat out, I'm no longer in love with you. Or when they say, I don't want to be married to you anymore, I want a divorce. If you really look underneath all of that, what your spouse is telling you is, I want less of you. And when the spouse is telling us, I want less of you, 
one of the worst things that we can do is try to give them more of us. Begging, pleading, always trying to talk about the situation, all of those things, all the routine maintenance that we think suddenly that we have to cram in. We haven't done it for years and we think we have to cram it into the next several days. All of that is trying to give them more of you. I use the analogy of, of for that of, imagine that you just ate a big steak dinner. You just had gone out to a really nice restaurant, had a really nice big dinner. And then you go over to somebody's house after. And they've got food there. And they say to you, are you hungry? And you say, no, I'm full. And they say, oh, come on, you got to eat something. And they continue to insist that you eat something even though you're stuffed to the gills. It's the same thing with the spouse that is walking away from a marriage. They've told their left-behind spouse that they don't want more of them, that they want less of them. And the left-behind spouse is trying to force-feed them more of themselves. It's a recipe for disaster. Because if you've ever been in the situation I just explained, where you've just eaten a big meal and then you go to somebody's house and they try to insist that you eat more, you realize how annoying that is. Most people get to the point where they, they lash out and they say, look, I'm not hungry. I just ate. Leave me alone. And when your spouse has told you that they want less of you and you insist on trying to give them more of you, the same thing happens. Eventually, the spouse who is wanting less of their spouse lashes out and says, leave me alone. Knock it off. Go away. And we actually make the situation worse by trying to do that. So time and space, backing off, giving them room to breathe, giving them the opportunity to really think about what they want is the first thing that you should be doing. Now there's many other things that you should be doing as well and, and we're going to spend future episodes talking about those. But I realize that this is probably a terrible place to stop because all I've told you to do is nothing. If you really think about it, giving them time and space, giving them less of you, not trying to explain and beg and plead and cry, not 
trying to give them more of you when they said they want less of you, not trying to do the routine maintenance of the marriage relationship that you should have been doing all along, but now you're trying to cram in as fast as you can. The opposite of all of that is to do nothing. You see, your instincts, what's natural to you, your fight or flight instinct is telling you to do something. Don't just sit back and let them leave you. And so it's easy to say do nothing, which is not exactly what I'm telling you to do, but I can see why a left behind spouse could take it that way. What I'm telling you is to fill, fill your time with productive activities. The worst thing that you can do is follow your spouse around the house. You know, when you first met your spouse, you were two individuals and you were coming together slowly to form a relationship. But there was something exciting about you because you had this whole other life that they didn't have a part of yet. You maybe went out with friends and, and bowled or, or you know, had other hobbies and activities that you engaged in with other people. And this was intriguing to your, to your future spouse. They, they wanted to know more about this other side of you. And so recapturing that is one way that you can back off and give them space. And we'll spend more time in a future episode talking about the activities that you should be engaging in, the things that you should be going out and trying to do. I might even share some of my favorites with you. The other thing that you should be doing is using this opportunity that you've been given to really look at yourself. Take a long, hard look at the improvements as an individual, as a person that you can make. Nobody's perfect. Even if your spouse is leaving you due to no, no fault of your own, there's ways that you can improve. And so you need to be looking into self-improvement. So getting active again and productive in life and looking at ways that you can self-improve are two really important things that you can do in order to make sure that you're occupied and giving your walkaway spouse the time and space that they have asked for. And the last one that I'm going to give you is one that I don't think enough experts that talk about how to avoid divorce talk about. And that is learning to be an individual again. Some refer to it as self-differentiation. Some will call it emotional detachment. But what it really means is that you find a way. You learn how to once again 
become happy for yourself. I don't want to get too much into this because this is a very deep topic. But I think it's important to at least spend a little bit of time on this one before I close this first episode of Avoiding Divorce. And so I'm going to give you a little bit more on what this means. One of the worst burdens you can put on another individual is to make them responsible for your happiness. One of the things that drives a spouse out of another person's life is the pressure of being responsible for that person's happiness. Some refer to this as codependence. And maybe that's a, a, a good term for it. But maybe the other spouse isn't codependent. So maybe it's just you being dependent on your spouse for your happiness. It's a terrible burden to put on another individual. And so one of the self-improvements that most spouses need to make when their spouse is leaving them is to find out, to learn again how to be happy with themselves. A lot of spouses hear this, a lot of left-behind spouses hear this, and they say, well, that's impossible. How can I be happy if my spouse is leaving me? Well, that shows that you're a little too dependent on another person for your happiness. And that's no way to live. And it's no way to expect your spouse to live. And I'll go one step further and say that you'll never reconcile with a spouse until you can become happy yourself. A healthy marriage is two happy, fulfilled individuals that have come together to join those individual lives together as one. And you have to be a happy, fulfilled, healthy individual in order to do that. And so work on that. Work on that. And we'll talk more about self-differentiation or not being codependent or emotional detachment in a future episode. I want to end this first episode by expressing to you that I know how you feel. You feel like your world is ending. Your spouse has come to you with one of those phrases we talked about earlier and has made their desire to not be part of your marriage anymore known. You're probably not eating well. You're probably not sleeping well. You're probably not functioning at work or other activities very well. 
you're consumed with fear and sadness and being lost and being obsessed with saving your marriage. I'm going to give you these parting words and we'll talk more about this in a future episode as well. But trust me, the best thing that you can do right now is to back off, focus on yourself in the ways that we talked about just in the last few minutes. Give your spouse the time and space that they want and not try to save your marriage. You, you heard that right. The name of this podcast is Avoiding Divorce. And one of the best ways you can do that after your spouse has dropped the divorce bomb on your head is to not try to save your marriage. We'll talk more about this in a future episode. I want to thank you for listening to this first episode of Avoiding Divorce. We'll talk more in the future about taking deeper dives into some of these topics that we touched on. And we'll get more in depth in the things that you should do and the things that you shouldn't do in order to avoid divorce. Thank you and God bless you.